Today in Business from Wired. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. But those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Today in business from Wired. Now physical jobs are going remote too. Advances in artificial intelligence and other technology allow machines to be operated from far away. The trend could spell trouble for workers by Will Knight. Eric McCarter remembers the first time he operated a forklift truck in France while sitting behind a desk in California. McCarter used the forklift to move a stack of pallets into a waiting truck using a setup resembling a video gaming rig. He sat behind a steering wheel and pedals that transmitted commands to the forklift thousands of miles away. Large screens offered views in front, behind, and to the sides of the vehicle. The vehicle relies on limited artificial intelligence to avoid obstacles and safely come to a stop if the connection between France and the U.S. were to fail. But the AI isn't yet clever enough to let the robotic forklift navigate on its own through an unfamiliar warehouse or take on a new task. The work is surprisingly easy, McCarter says, although he found it a little tricky to keep track of the vehicle's position relative to nearby obstacles. It's definitely challenging to operate in a facility that you've never physically set foot in, he says. McCarter works for a company called Phantom Auto. He was testing the company's remote technology that lets a driver operate a forklift without physically sitting in the vehicle. Two major logistics companies, ArcBest and NFI, plan to begin using the tech later this year, hoping to tap a wider pool of forklift drivers who live far from a specific warehouse. The warehouse and transportation industry had a record 597,000 job openings in November, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Many office workers have gone remote during the pandemic, with some firms making the shift indefinite. But the continued challenges posed by the virus and a deepening labor shortage, combined with advances in technologies such as AI and virtual reality, are allowing a small but growing number of physical jobs to go remote as well. There's just no way this isn't going to explode as a category, says Matt Bean, an assistant professor at UC Santa Barbara who studies human-robot workplace collaboration. As industrial machines become more capable and connected, Bean says the number and variety of these jobs will grow. 
Bean says new forms of remote physical work may involve supervising multiple autonomous machines, similar to how one person oversees several AI chatbots simultaneously. Chatbots can handle many common questions, but will lose the thread when the conversation veers off topic or becomes complicated, annoying users. The approach can help companies find new workers and create more efficient processes, but it could be less positive for workers. Some remote jobs are handled by lower-paid workers overseas, and some companies see remote human labor as a temporary way to train AI algorithms that will eventually replace them. For now, people are essential because of the limits of AI and automation. AI has made impressive leaps over the past decade, thanks to cheaper and more capable hardware and progress in machine learning, which lets computers learn from examples. But the messy physical world still often confounds algorithms. Robotic arms struggle to pick up and manipulate objects they've never seen before, for instance. And self-driving cars cannot make sense of scenes that differ from those in their training data. Some companies see remote human helpers as a stopgap. This week, Ocado, a UK-based retail and technology company, revealed new robots capable of picking items from bins more efficiently. Ocado is one of several companies that use machine learning to train robots to grasp objects from bins. The AI can struggle because the items are ever-changing, making it hard to know how to grab one out of a pile. So human operators help show the robots how to grab when they get stuck. James Matthews, CEO of Ocado's technology division, said at an event that the company has teams of robotic pilots in Mexico and the Philippines who can remotely suggest the best way to grasp new products. The lessons help the algorithms improve, perhaps to the point when humans may not be required. ArcBest, which uses Phantom Auto's technology, has developed AI software that lets its forklifts perform some operations on their own, like driving from one point to another. Still, people are needed for more complicated work, such as unloading trucks or stacking pallets. Phantom Auto has sold its remote driving technology to companies working on self-driving cars and delivery robots. These vehicles can handle many situations on the road autonomously, but struggle with unusual situations, poor weather conditions, or instrument anomalies, requiring a person to step in and help. Another company that is hiring remote workers for traditionally physical jobs is Enride, a Swedish maker of self-driving trucks. Currently, Enride remote drivers operate only in limited situations, such as moving goods around a large factory in Kentucky that makes general electric appliances. But CEO Robert Falk says there's no reason why the drivers couldn't help drive trucks on real roads. It's been very obvious that you need to combine remote control with autonomous operation to create a robust and reliable transport setup, Falk says. The range of remote work offered on job boards appears to be growing, especially in sectors where AI is being adopted. A number of companies that use drones to inspect or scan work sites or farmland also rely on a combination of autonomy and remote operation. Travis Dale, CEO of Cobalt Robotics, which sells robotic security guards to patrol office buildings, says humans are a small but important part of the setup. The robots can navigate around a building autonomously, but humans help when they get stuck or come across something odd. Remote human operators can speak through a microphone if the robot comes across a stranger. Human teleoperation is a thinly veiled trade secret for companies that are working on advanced robotics and automation, says Bean of UCSB. He says that as AI improves, remote operators will no longer be needed for some tasks, but says new remote tasks may emerge in other areas. 
Bean says one of his research projects shows that the way companies choose to design these roles may make them either dull and simple or interesting and more skilled. He believes this has implications for the future opportunities of those workers. People have in mind this exploitative picture, but that doesn't mean it's necessary, he says. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.